0: We're running a pre-sale for $100 off. Head over to listenmoneymatters.com/rei to learn more. That's listenmoneymatters.com/rei for $100 off rental properties for passive investors.
1: Hey everybody, welcome to Listen Money Matters. Money can't buy happiness. It is happiness. My name is Matt, and I'm here, as always, with Andrew. Andrew, how are you, and what are you drinking? Dude, I'm good, and I'm, I'm, hump- I'm pumped, because uh, I have I'm a- humped, n- too, baby. I'm humped.
0: <laughs> ah, we're, we're past the hump day. Yeah, we gross. passed. Yeah, this is past hump day. It's Thursday. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm drinking a nitro black house with coffee, coconut, and coca, and it even breaks down, like, the type of the beans. It says the Ooh. gravity is 1.019, which I think you know, yep. but there's- an SRM of 33, which yep. I don't know at all what that
1: means. That's the color of the beer. Oh, okay. What does IBU mean? International Bittering Units.
0: 30. That's that's yes. the number.
1: So that's that's how bitter it is, which is low. Mm-hmm. It's low bitterness. Yeah. And uh, it's high CRM. So 30 is like dark.
0: Does IBU go up to 100? It's like, uh,
1: n- no. I mean, uh, no. Uh, Dogfish Head did a. Beer, two
0: forty or something would be no. So, so
1: shit. you're thinking of uh, um, one twenty, and there. I thought they even had
0: a two forty though.
1: They actually have one that is. Oh man, if I can't. Oh, it's like it's called. I don't know. It's some weird. Oh, 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 lottie. Oh lottie is the name of the beer. uh I think it clocked in at like six hundred and fifty IBUs. It's ridiculous. Oh my it's the, god! It's, it's the highest IBU beer on record. Wow. Yeah. I've, I've not had it, but that's, what, that's why they call it that. Um, yeah. It, that's the only way to get the true duck face is to drink that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, I I am drinking a American Solera beer. I'm not sure if this is from Robert or not, um, but it is a, it's called Little Foo. It was in 2008. Let see the can or the bottle. Of oh, the bottle. It's pretty. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's called Little Foo. Uh, it was made in 2018. It's an oak-aged farmhouse ale, only four percent alcohol. So I'll be doing all go. right today, and it's very delicious.
0: I'm, I'm a five eight, which is oh, that's low not for
1: bad me. for like a mm. nitro coffee stout.
0: Yeah, it's got so, uppers and downers.
1: Yeah, it's not an imperial. All right, cool. Well, good. Um, our catchphrase today comes from Katrina, and that and that specific uh, line is from Jack Donaghy from Thirty Rock. Ah. Yeah, that's why so, I had to, ch- I, I, <laughs> I chose today's uh, catchphrase, My one of my favorite shows of all time. So. Thirty Rock is awesome. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you, Katrina, for that. And of course, we need some more catchphrases. So please send them in. Listen Money Matters at gmail.com or you can tweet us at MoneyMattersMan. So there we go. Uh, today we are talking about the importance of net worth. Oh, wait for it. And where you should be at what age. So, I know we talk a lot mm. about net worth on this show, but we're going to go uh, a little bit further and dive into exactly what net worth is. So, I'll. And where, based on your age, you should be. Yep. And how to calculate it, how to track it, all the things. So this is just all things net worth. If you're not doing this, listen to this episode. So, Matt. Yeah, what is what does net worth mean to you, or, or what does it mean? I, you know what? So I I used to not track it because it was low, you know. <laughs> um, now I like it because it's like the it's like my grade, it's like mm. my financial grade. Uh, it, you know, it's like, am I doing okay? Am I not doing okay? Am I rich or am I not rich? You know, it's sort of that big number, and. It's a difference between your assets and your liabilities. So if you take your assets, like everything that you own or anything that you have in cash or anything that you have in house, car, all that stuff. Yeah. And you minus your liabilities, which, um, your mortgage, mortgage, loan, yeah, anything that you owe money to that is your net worth. So, you know, I, uh, I have, for example, like I have a house in Jersey, Mm -hmm. which I bitch about a lot on the show. And it is worth, according to the Zestimate, according to Zillow through Mint, uh, I think it's worth one thirty-five, and cool. I owe one twenty-nine. So my net worth is, Not and cool. it, just yeah, just those two numbers, my net worth is six thousand hmm. dollars. Right. So I wanted to look, and, and I wanted to give an example. So like and that was you, with zero percent
0: down, right?
1: That was with zero percent down <laughs> and a like five hundred fifty credit score, or whatever it was at the time. So, like, if you have $200,000 in total assets and $125,000 in total liabilities, your net worth would be equal to $75,000. So you just take 200000 and you minus the 125000 and that gets you your net worth. Now, I wanted to look and, and Student dive- loans also count as liabilities. Well, I want to go into each mm-hmm. one because, like... I think the word asset and liability, like it's, it was, it's confusing sometimes.
0: It's like written for actuaries. Like it's like, uh, double speak. Yeah. It's like thick.
1: Well, I was doing this research, research, and they're like, a boat is an asset. I'm like, in what world is a fucking boat an asset? I mean, if you could sell it and make money, then it's an asset. And that's the thing. Like, that's if you own the boat 100%. Right. Uh, my brain is just like, no, you, you know, you, you, uh, you have a loan out on their boat. You have a boat loan. Mm. So that's, that's the, that's the liability part. So, um, assets are anything of value or a resource of value that can be converted into cash, which, okay, well then that, that's all, that, that means a lot of things, right? So that mm-hmm. means literal cash that you have on hand. Well, it, your podcast microphone is an asset. Yeah, yeah. Cause you could sell it. Cause I could sell know? it. um, the problem with that, because uh, there was like, for example, uh, just to kind of riff, rifle these off, cash, CDs, money market accounts, property, you know, uh, annuities, bonds, life insurance policies, mutual funds, pensions, retirement plans, IRAs, 401Ks, stocks. But then, but uh, like all of those make sense to me. Those are the things we talk mm-hmm. about the most. When I was doing the research, I was like, well... They mentioned collectibles, household furnishings, jewelry, and vehicles. Mm-hmm. That's obviously if you own them outright, but I'm like, do you do you calculate that into your net worth? So, I don't calculate yeah, I don't like, either. Like
0: my couch into my net worth. Right. If I had a $50,000 couch, damn right I would calculate that into my net worth. Um, but like, you know, it's some important, I guess, to consider the value because obviously like insurance, like homeowner's insurance could cover it if there's like a fire. Sure, sure. And, you know, I, of all of the things that Laura and I own and some things are expensive, some are not, like my fridge, probably more expensive than my laptop, but I consider my laptop an asset. Yeah. You know? And I know it will retain value. You know, Easier it, to sell than a fridge.
1: Okay. So... That is an asset. I don't necessarily put any of my personal belongings under that category. They into to, your net worth, you into my net worth calculation. Correct. Yeah, yeah. I just just avoid it because it's because it, then like there's you really it's hard to measure over time because your because your laptop loses value over time, your car loses value mm. over time, your boat, you know, your Phone. collectibles. Like your your if you have like baseball cards, I mean they 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 change constantly, which I guess mm. stocks do too. But we have software out there that measures that automatically like there's no real software that measures you know if your couch couch value goes up or down and
0: i think the thing is like stocks specifically or things traded on the market because it's so liquid yeah like if i need to sell my iphone i have to go to facebook marketplace probably beg laura to do it we have to (laughs) communicate with a hundred thousand people yeah and then do like a cd meetup where we do like the switch of cash and item but if you're to sell apple stock like Boom, in one second, you got your money.
1: Yep, crazy. So then there's the liability part, which is really simple. The liability is really easy. It's an obligation to or something that you owe somebody else. So mortgage, credit card debt, car loan, student loan, any loans, mm-hmm. basically. Um, and so those all go against your your assets, which give you your net worth. And that's pretty simple. Mm-hmm. Um, now... Like I said earlier, I was like i like I like knowing it because it's my grade. It's like, what's one number to rule them all? Yeah, it's either good or bad, right? And, and you could yeah. watch your progress over the years, you know, so you could see like, did I do good in this yeah. last year? am I going up or am I going down right um and every decision you make and everything you spend and everything you buy and everything that you you know, and, and uh, the market, like all of it affects it, like everything affects it. So mm-hmm. you could, you know, even, you know, we, we we're going to talk about tracking in a little bit, but if you have a, tr- a tracking, uh, an app that tracks your net worth automatically, every time you log in, it's going to be different. Oh yeah. You know like I mean?
0: Apple releases the earnings. If you own Apple, like yeah. it could be up, it could be down as a result.
1: Yeah. If you're using the Zestimate of Zillow and you, and you own a house that's, that goes up and down and your mortgage doesn't. I mean, your mortgage goes down over the time. the day but.
0: of the month. You know, did you? Is it the day before you pay your mortgage, and maybe your net worth is higher than mm. usual, and then the day after you just right. paid your mortgage?
1: Yep. And so I can I see it fluctuate, but if you extrapolate it over time, you notice it going up. You're good to go. So, why what, like what else? Why is it so important? Like, why is it a more important metric than? Because it's. I think it's the most important metric mm. in any personal finance strategy. Net worth is the most accurate measure of wealth. So you could call it your net wealth, right? I absolutely agree. And I think it is a
0: maybe the best way to quantify how uh, good you will be yeah. when you retire or how much uh, you can do, right? Like what kind of risks you can take. If you have a negative net worth, maybe you shouldn't be buying options on the stock market. It's extremely risky. It takes into account the things that you own, takes into account the the portion of that you owe other people. Yep. And at the end of the day, you buy a house, you have a mortgage, and you have to put some money down. So that's a positive net worth action. Yeah. Because you have more than you owe. Yep. Right?
1: It's that simple. Uh, helps you track if you're doing good or bad. Mm. That's simple. Uh Moving the financial focus beyond income alone, because I am certainly that's certainly been the only way that I measured if I was doing well or not. Was like, am I making money? Great. But it's like, that's the
0: most typical metric. People are, you know, income rich, net worth poor. You know, there's this whole thing where it's like these people who are earning a hundred thousand a year and more literally have negative net worths. Right, because cause they just because they have high mortgages,
1: they got a ton of loans out, student loans. Like, yeah, they could have. You know, these people who seemingly look rich, you know, on the face are not. And then the ones who are rich and don't look it on the face, like when they wear black hoodies from Old Navy, mm. they could be super rich. Full Old Navy outfit, right? Full here. Old Navy. So, so they <laughs> definitely go. cost at least fifteen dollars. You never know, but that's the ultimate number. If you want to know if somebody's truly rich or not. And not that you should go looking at people's uh, net worths or whatever. Like unless they unless you ask them politely, like I do, um, you get a true sense of on what what you basically understand what's going on. It's really interesting. Um, it avoids the overemphasis on asset value alone. So it's like, yeah, I own. You know, you could be like, who? The, you know, this motherfucker that we have running things over here. You know, he's like, I own all this shit. it's like, yeah, but you're in massive debt. So you're not rich. You're, you know. That's the
0: thing. You may own a home that's worth $500,000. But if you owe $499,000, like far less impressive than if you owe zero.
1: I mean, think about people who just call themselves like real estate moguls. They, they, you know, they could have a a lot of that wrapped up in mortgages.
0: Yeah. And that's often what happens with rental properties and stuff is, you know. We Laura and I have an astronomical amount of debt, but you know, it's relative to
1: that's it. And that's why it, you know, it takes away from that that emphasis on assets alone. Mm. You know? It's like, oh yeah, I own four houses. Okay. But you're in debt. Who really owns most of those
0: houses? <laughs> yeah,
1: right. Yeah, exactly. Um so it also puts your debt level into perspective and it provides motivation to eliminate debt because mm-hmm. you're like because here's the thing, and we'll get to this too. Like, there are two ways to increase your net worth reduce debt or increase your assets. Yeah. You know? So, and I had
0: this really good friend. Uh, he was 32, and he celebrated his zero day where him and his wife collectively were worth $0 because they were negative for yeah. so long.
1: That's, that's, I was negative for a long time too. Yeah, you were. Yeah. And uh, net worth can also be important when applying for a loan. Mm. which i did not know <laughs> but makes sense just you know if are, if they have to go after you are they going to be able to get something right right lenders <laughs> are uh interested in knowing like what that is to determine whether or not they're going to approve you for a loan so it's like that makes sense all right so um you know we mentioned that er, we, uh, you know it's very simple math assets minus liabilities that's all mm. it is that's the that's the equation right so you can do that. You could just sit down right now with a calculator and a pe- piece of paper and a pencil and you could figure out your net worth by just like writing down all of your assets, adding them all up, and then taking all your liabilities, adding them all up, and then minusing or you know, subtracting the two and then that's your net worth, right? So, but there's an easier way. There's yeah, obviously, right? <laughs> Come on. That's what we do here. But you can use something like either Personal Capital or Mint mm. that will automatically bring all of those things. I and mean, you don't you have to kind of enter that data in but then it but then it keeps track of it well so what
0: they will do is so for example if you use per, actually both personal capital and mint you kind of sync your accounts they have yeah. read-only access when they essentially pull in your transactions they mm-hmm. see your balances which is enormously easier than yep. you know trying to tally this stuff up
1: yeah and it and it and it keeps track of it. So when things change, it changes, which is what you literally
0: see the day by day. Yeah.
1: And it's free. Both of them are Mm. free. Yeah. I, I'm going to go ahead and, 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 um, push mint more than I'm going to push personal Mm. capital because I did try personal capital and I like personal capital, but I felt as though mint had a little bit more robust features when it came to like budgeting and, um, goal setting when it came to like they they're very defined in
0: who they want their audience to be. Right. Mint is second to none for budgeting. Excellent. And I grew up on it. I there's nothing better. Personal Capital tries to do it, and to a degree they do, doesn't hold the candle to Mint. Right. Um Personal Capital, I believe, does far better in tracking assets, mm-hmm. perhaps assets that aren't just stock market assets and projecting what might happen in the future. retirement, like kind of like plotting mint is, I believe uh phase one solution and, and we, Laura and I use them in tandem.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So do I. Um, but I tend to log into mint a little bit more. Plus I like to design better.
0: That's
1: mm. eh, just me. But um, let me real quick run through what Like some assets, if you're going to do this manually, or even if you're going to add this stuff into Mint, this is what you're going to need to add. Um, and you're not going to have all of these things, but if you do have them, check them out. So one, first, add up all your assets. That's the fun part, right? Cash on hand, cash in the bank, cash in your pocket, all the cash, CDs, treasury bills, money market funds, 401Ks, 403, 403Bs, traditional or Roth IRAs, Solo 401ks, real estate, your house, if you have any rental properties, uh, you could. And this is where we were like, eh, yeah, we don't do it, but you could. Um, if you fully outright own cars, furniture, jewelry, expensive stuff, um, you know. You-
0: I would count cars regardless because usually it comes with such a loan or whatever you need it to offset. Yeah. And you it's can, a big pocket per- if you,
1: yeah, it's a big purchase. And if you've made like a really big purchase, like jewelry, I know some people consider mm-hmm. that. Yeah. So like, if you wanted to add that in there, you could, I'm certainly going to increase your net worth and it would be accurate. Right. I just, yeah. I just not, I don't include them. I don't include those things. Um, and then next you want to add up your liabilities. So that would, that would include your mortgage, uh, car loans, Boat loans, if you have a boat, motorcycle loans, any loans. Hopefully, you don't have a boat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a boat, no. Uh, student loans, credit card debt. Mm. If you had personal loans, n- medical debts. So if you owe, if you have to, if you have outstanding medical bills, tax liabilities. If you mm. owe taxes, and then you tally up those numbers on both sides, yeah, uh, minus the assets to the liabilities, and that will give you your net worth. And I think it's not worth doing it manually. Just set up Mint or Personal Capital. It's fucking and then set free. Set alerts up so you yeah. can get
0: notifications for things that happen.
1: It's free. It will put things into perspective. And the first thing I would do is start tackling debt. But anyway, let's uh, let's let's talk about that. So um, after the break, we're gonna take a mm-hmm. break. Uh, we're gonna talk about your net worth and where you should be according to how old you are, and how to improve your net worth. Right away, and we're back. Woo! Oh, what a break! It was like a week long break. I know. <laughs> so crazy, Actually, almost three weeks. Wow! If anyone knew how the magic of podcasting really worked. <laughs> um. All right. Well, in this, I want to talk about the average net worth by age, and this was super helpful when mm-hmm. doing this research because this sort of gives you, or gave me at least, an indicator on. How you know if I'm hitting my goals or not, depending on how old I am. And uh so we did this research. All of the numbers that we're gonna share here are from the Federal Reserve in 2016. Right. And we say average net worth, but I wanna make a clear distinction between two things. One, the median versus the average, and how different those things really are. So the average or the mean. And not like a mean girl, like just the average. The average, like you learn in school, is the sum
0: of all the incomes of all the people divided by, in this case, the number of households.
1: Right. The problem with the average, though, is we live in a country where there's Jeff Bezos, who's like... And his now uh, (laughs) ex-wife, who is like the second richest person in the world or whatever it was, right? Excuse it
0: extremely. Like, how do you compete with someone earning billions a year, right? Right. Drags the average up a little bit.
1: Yeah. It's like the, you know, what's in like in high school when you have the curve, right? It's like the smart kids bring it up and the dumb kids bring it down. Is that how it works? I don't know how it works. But anyway. All right. So that's the average, right? Right. We will all understand how that works. Um, But the median is, uh, so the median is a, what? It, we'll explain median. Yes, yeah, so I
0: was like, I was like, All right. yep, I'm just, raising but, my hand yeah. over here.
1: Big yeah, me, big me. I'm just gonna lob it over.
0: <laughs> so, the median is the middle value. And so, you know, where the average is like the sum total divided by the number of households, but mm-hmm. it's skewed towards extremes. Because the of median, so much capital. Right. Money, right. The median accounts for that by being the middle value. So, right there's half of the households on one side half on the other
1: right so, so that is the median value and the median net worth of a single US household is 97,300 dollars whereas the average is 692,100 dollars so you can mm, see how different a they really are the stark
0: difference between like the lives that some live you know versus yeah
1: Right, so that means that the median figure that we're going to talk about may be a better indicator of where you stand relative to your friends and neighbors, uh, but the overall figures are just one indicator. And
0: and obviously, like, location comes into account. Like, if you uh, are literally in, like, the dead center of the U.S., your number will be drastically different than someone who's, like, in the dead center of New York City.
1: Right. So these are just simple basis indicators. Obviously, we can't account for all the different you know, variables that exist loose in the, barometer for, there you go. Mm. Yeah. Um, which I think I had this morning. So, uh, A loose, <laughs> <laughs> nailed it. <Thank laughs> you. Gross. Gross. Okay. So let's talk about the net worth by 30. So the average net worth for families in the U S under the age of 35 was 67,200. And the median net no, worth
0: 76,000. What did I say?
1: 67. Sorry. That's my dyslexia. Kicking in. $76,200. The median net worth, however, was $11,100. So your goal at this point in life is to have over half of your salary saved by age 30. So that means if you're making about $40,000 a year, you should have about $20,000 when you turn 30 in savings. Right. Or no, your net worth should be $20,000. Which is above the median. But we're also
0: above average because yes. we're we're learning about personal finance.
1: There you go. Um, <laughs> right. So net worth by forty. So forty years old. Um, which is kind of where I'm kind of where I'm tipping over to. <laughs> I'm on the <laughs> You're other closer side. Closer to,
0: to the higher end than the lower. Yeah,
1: I, I just tipped. Mm. I just tipped So turned sorry 36. for your loss. Yeah. I still
0: know. have more gray hairs than you though, That's which true. is very frustrating.
1: But you have more hairs in general. (laughs) That is also true. So I probably have more brown hairs and more gray hairs. (laughs) I'd rather have more hairs be gray than no hairs at all.
0: Thank you. That was the nicest thing anyone has ever said to me today. Oh, you're welcome.
1: (laughs) Fucking full head of hair, son of a bitch. (laughs) So anyway, all right. So the average net worth for families between the ages of 35 and 44 in 2016 was $288,700. The median was reported at $59,800. So your goal in your 30s is to have twice your yearly salary saved by the age of 40. So that means if you're making $75,000 a year, you should have a net worth of around $150,000 when you turn 40. Mm. I am happy to say that I am there. I've done it. I've beat I've beat the... Uh, average congratulations man Thank i know you. it was like a long slog i did it mm. so i can i quit the show now <laughs> I, I i won i won i won life i won personal and being
0: only one year into the age range so you have all the way to 44 to not screw it up <sighs>
1: <sighs> <laughs> knowing you you thats got a lot this. of pressure <laughs> anyway uh so by 50 years old Okay, Your net worth by 50. The average net worth for Americans between the ages of 45 and 54 is $727,500. The median is at $124,200. So by the age of 50, your net worth should be four times your salary. Four times your salary. So that means if you make $100,000 a year, your target is to have $400,000 $400,000 as your net worth. The good news is this is likely to be the time in your career when you are earning the most money you will ever earn. And just again, the reason why your target
0: for a $100,000 salary is 400000 is because you're getting close to retirement. Yeah. And so you're going to probably live based on the income you're generating. And mm-hmm.
1: this is where you need to be. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I just keep getting these friggin' telemarketer calls. On your watch? Yeah. I learned a trick. If you uh, So I have an Apple Watch, and if you cover your Apple Watch, if you cover it, it'll cancel the call. Oh. Yeah, so I just have to silence it.
0: That's the benefit like a, of the Apple Watch
1: is now telemarketers <laughs> can tap you on the wrist. It's You can, like, suffocate them. <laughs> 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 it's all very right. cathartic. Uh, Alright, so your net worth by the age of 60 years old. So the average net worth... For Americans between the ages of 55 and 64 is a whopping $1,167,400. Damn. Thanks, Bezos. Uh, The median (laughs) is $187,300. Currently, the maximum you can contribute to a 401k is $19,000 per year. And for an IRA, it's $6,000 per year. 2019 in case you're listening to this in the future. Or the past. Uh, or the past. some. <laughs> in case you're Marty McFly and you're too busy banging your mom to hear this podcast. <laughs> I don't know. That makes no sense. All right. However, once you reach age 50, those numbers increase. So the max for a 401k at the age of 50 is $25,000 per year and $7,000 per year for an IRA. So that's a little bit of a catch-up. Yeah. Bonus. The um, word's right out of my mouth. Yeah. And now that is the time to max out to these increased limits because you are getting older. And also, so medical debt is the biggest cause of bankruptcy in America now, and 40% of those who filed for this reason had health insurance. So do you have enough insurance and the right kinds of insurance? Mm. This is going to be important when you're 60 years old.
0: Because medical expenses are going to increase. That's essentially yep. the... Yep. Because your body me though. older. Not you. No,
1: I'm, I'm going to be a bionic man, dude. I thought $6 million it was man. peak
0: physical condition.
1: Dude, my body's a temple.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> a temple of waffles. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. All right. Finally, your net worth by retirement age. The average net worth between the ages of 65 and 74 is 1 million sixty-six thousand. Wait, right? Did I say that right? One million sixty-six thousand. Your dollars. emphasis
0: is on the wrong number. One yeah, million sixty-six thousand, and that's it. Yeah.
1: So one million sixty-six thousand. Mm. Um, the median net worth is two hundred and twenty-four thousand. So huge. million difference. seems high. So I, you know, um, what I find interesting is that the average net worth at 60, between the ages of 55 and 64, is actually higher than the average net worth between the ages of 65 and 74.
0: Maybe the the high net worth people have started to spend.
1: Or the meta that's going to medical debt.
0: Oh, true.
1: Yeah. Um, So, again, the median net worth being $224,000. So when you're ready to retire, you should have 10 times your final salary saved. Um, Now, here's the good thing. So you can use the 4% rule to get your financial retirement numbers. So, for example, if you're cool in your in, you know, by the, the age 65 or 68, when, when I think you start collecting uh souls, you can start and collecting And that means the,
0: like you have like aviators, probably have, wearing a cool like a hoodie or something.
1: Yeah, when you're when you're uh when you're, you're there. When you you finally reach cool. Yeah, you finally <laughs> <laughs> took you, you have, a little you have, bit. You're in your old 70s. Yeah. Yeah. Um so I love the idea of using the 4% rule to find out where this is because mm. um basically you can say to yourself uh and I was actually talking to my dad about this when he was in town you know you want to live on 40 you want to live on 40 grand a year when you're 67 68 uh you better have a million dollars in assets or in in you know things that are paying liquid assets uh, in order to be able to mm-hmm. withdraw 4% safely and make $40,000 a year, which would be on top of your social security by that point. So And so the real easy way to figure this out, yeah. I mean, there's a million ways
0: to play with these numbers. You take 40000 you divide it by .04, and then it, it, the result would be a million dollars, what you need to save. Right. So take your number that you currently live on, and then you can know what your destination has to be, or you got to yeah. do
1: some changes. Yeah, um, all right. Finally, I want to talk about how ways you can improve your net worth, and the mm. first one is paying off your fucking debt. Like, focus on that first. If you have debt, oh for sure. I mean, and I'm not talking about in this case mortgages because mm. you know it depends but, on the interest rate. Sure. Oh, by the way, uh, um, I cannot refinance my house. Remember we talked about that? Yeah. Why not? Uh, I don't have 25% equity. Hmm.
0: Well, what if? You refinanced and did that.
1: And did what? Oh, added 25. Bumped, you know, bought, but Got
0: it up to that level. Yeah. Would it be then just a lot, of, a lot of cash profitable. out of hand?
1: You know, dollar today yeah. is worth more than a dollar tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. What interest rate are you now, though? 4.5. And I asked for a streamline. They said it would be 4.7. So uh, it,
0: would not, wow. it
1: would not be worth me doing it. Yeah. But I, what could you get it down to? Three four five points or set. something? Huh? No, I mean if you didn't streamline
0: it, if you put twenty, got twenty five percent equity in there, and
1: uh, it's hard to say. I don't know where I don't know where they're at right now. Mm. Always changes. Love to roll the numbers with you. Uh, yeah, man. I they won't. I mean, I don't. I don't really feel comfortable putting down, literally twenty five thousand. I would probably be close to twenty five thousand to get twenty five percent equity.
0: I view it all as an optimization problem.
1: Hmm. Hopefully, that's true. Mm. Maybe we'll go over it. All right. Anyway. Maybe that's a whole episode that we do <laughs> uh second thing you could do is cut expenses and just spend less in general this is the my most favorite thing to do ever mm. I, I did it in my business and then I immediately found it to be incredibly fun and I brought it to my personal life and I'm like I don't even watch sports on Hulu who needs Hulu live TV sixty bucks out of here or forty bucks yeah. whatever it is. So much fun to cut expenses. Sa- same, dude. Like
0: it's like nice to like buy the thing and then you forget about it. And I feel like it's doubly nice to cancel it because yeah, you'd be like
1: oh, especially in today's society of recurring revenue, because that's mm. really where we, you get kind of Crushed. banged up. Yeah, mm. for sure. Um, third thing you could do is save money where it will grow. So not just you know hoard it, put it underneath your mattress. Although there's nothing wrong with that. It just makes for a very uncomfortable mattress. <laughs> no one really thinks about that, so they sleep Prince on it. And in like prints in the the wad. Yeah, I mean, don't you? Do you have money under your mattress? No, we just, we have like in our house, you know. But you have it on top of the mattress, and you just roll around. Ex- exactly. Yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah. All right. That's fair. <laughs> we uh, use it as pasties. Yeah. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. Just a little little. Uh, 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 no one can see me do it. All right. Anyway, this <laughs> is a podcast, Matt. Don't you know? Uh so meaning save it in high interest savings accounts. Right now I'm using uh Wealthfront because they got pretty high interest for a savings account. And I know why your <laughs> eyes just got big at me because my eyebrows, my caterpillars went. Uh, Hopefully, oh your my warring chinchillas just went <laughs> went sky high. They just did a jump move. Um yeah, Betterman just launched their actual savings and coming soon checking account. That is FDIC approved.
0: Mm. And it has, uh, it's uh, what is it, 2.69% yeah. is the one that they're, like, so highest out there. And basically the idea or what they're trying to do is have, like, a fully integrated stack. So you can invest with them. You have know, your savings and you're checking. Everything yep. moves seamlessly between, you know, life Yeah,
1: I I I um I had a Smart Saver account with them, which was the, mm. the 100% bond account. Right. And I and they I switched it. I clicked the button, and they shifted it over to the FDIC-approved savings account.
0: Oh, no shit.
1: Yeah. The only problem I have right now is I want multiple savings accounts. Mm. And right now, they only let me have one.
0: Hmm. You know, interestingly, though, um, I'm surprised that you have one because FDIC insures you up to 250000 But No, this insured. is a million. Yeah, because what they do is they take your money and they spread it the layer beneath betterment that you can't see it's spread between four institutions so that you can get up to. Yeah. Because the people who use betterment, they have more than $250,000. So
1: I'll tell you what, man, the, the more betterment just continues to impress me. And I, I, and they are not a sponsor of the show. Mm. Um, I've, since the first day I heard about them and started using them, I have have I still recommend them highly, more highly than any other service that we've tried. Running the show,
0: we were we were very lucky before we had talked to a single person at this company yeah. or had any relationship with them. We we picked the winning horse. We were it's very fortuitous.
1: Apparently, mm. so highly recommend it. Still, um, fourth thing you can do: ask for a raise. And I will I tell you, super this. believe in this. I will tell you this if you want some advice, uh, I'm sure we had. Do we have any episodes on negotiation?
0: We have definitely episodes on negotiation, good ones.
1: Yeah. I'm also going to recommend checking out um, Ramit, Ramit T's stuff with mm. I will teach you to be mm-hmm. only because um, I know Steph, uh, my girlfriend, she used his stuff to a T and, and it actually worked. And I know that she's not the only one that's... What, that's,
0: what was like the, the
1: clencher piece? I, I don't remember.
0: Oh, my God. You don't even listen to anything she says, do
1: you? <sighs> no, not I mean, not not that much. Yeah, you make me sound like an asshole. Okay. But no, she she definitely used his um, workflow, and it totally worked. As I
0: have as. found asking. <laughs> well, you'll never get it when you ask first, but you put yep. it in, the, in their minds. Then you ask again in a month. And then perhaps in a month you ask again, and and it has worked for me asking for three times. Yep. And then at that third time, if they're just like, hell no, like, then you just know you have
1: to get a new job. And here's the thing, speaking of a new job, the fifth thing you can do is start a quote unquote side hustle. I don't like using that phrase. Uh, I I hate the name. Yeah, Yeah. But I'm talking about freelance work, getting a second job. You know, if you have some sort of skill in selling handmade stuff on Etsy or eBay, or even if you like sold shit around your house on eBay or Amazon, you can turn that into a business. I used to sell shit on eBay, Mm. like just shit that I had in my, in my room. And then it slowly worked into a, like I had capital. I started buying actual products and then like reselling them like a retail store. Hmm. So it worked. It was a side, you know, made some extra money.
0: You know, I I wish I had the exact numbers, but, uh, the, the vast majority of people in the U.S., I, I would have thought they would have been employed by like the the Google, the Microsoft, the McDonald's, like these massive yeah. spanning corporations, Amazon. But the vast majority of people are employed by small and medium-sized businesses. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing with this like uh, side hustle is often, you know, people who were side hustling, they were maybe starting to work for Matt Givanisi. Now they work full-time for Matt Givanisi. And there's like yes. this whole underworld that you probably don't even know where you will often make more per hour than you would elsewhere.
1: I literally have a story. Mm, Tell me. I was working full time at a, at a, at a company I was doing marketing. Um, it was for a pool company and I started a side business where I would go and do freelance web design work for other companies. I would go on Craigslist. I would look for people who were looking for website designers. I would submit my websites and my portfolio. I got, um a callback from somebody that was five minutes down the road from my current job and mm-hmm. so one day after work i popped on over there and sat in a boardroom with the owner of the company and some of his like you know cronies, cronies. <laughs> yeah was that what you say cronies i said cronies you said yeah. jabronies. i said cronies but oh, we, okay yeah some <laughs> of his jabronies, some somebody's jabronies. uh we looking at the powerpoint presentation and uh <laughs> and uh yeah so we're looking at a PowerPoint presentation and I started working on the website and he loved it and I got offered a full-time position for $10,000 more than I was making at my current job. Damn! And so uh, I ended up asking my current boss for a raise because I'm like, hey, I got this other job. Um, It's like five minutes down the road. It's pretty much the same job but I'd rather stay here and then instead of Giving me the raise, he just ended up firing me. Which then I went and worked for that other company and made ten thousand dollars more. So either way, I worked. It worked that's out. That's pathetic that he had to fire you. He has yeah. such
0: a delicate ego. Ugh.
1: Yeah. Well. Yeah. That was unfortunate. But uh yeah, that's that's how I got a ten thousand dollars raise. Was by starting a side hustle, basically. And meanwhile, it did not even that hard. that you were worth
0: ten thousand more, and that someone knowing you for minutes, maybe hours, yeah, is willing to pay you that versus someone who sees you every day. not
1: and i will say though um and when i when i'm talking about ten thousand dollars more i was making i think 50k Mm. a year at the time i got hired at 60k a year but i pitched 80k (sighs) and he laughed in my face Mm. when i he was like well he's like hey i want you to work for me like what what do you want i'm like eighty thousand. he was like okay uh no and i'm like (laughs) Uh, and he like came back with me at 60 and I was like, yeah, fine. Cause I was like, I didn't want to lose the opportunity. So, and I was and like, I yeah, still probably ten- respected
0: you more for, you know, shooting, yeah, high. For
1: shooting high. I, I, and I just didn't want to lose the opportunity cause it was still 10 grand more than my current position. So I'm just saying that there's opportunity out there, um, in that specific example. And I had no college education PS, hmm. by the way. Um, uh, the sixth thing you can do is invest in real estate, buy a house, you know, obviously a lot of your income comes from that a lot of your net worth is mm. is attributed to that right
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh and then um last but not least and we say this more than we can probably count it's my favorite if your company is offering a 401k take the match 100 percent. Mm. please if they'll match you dollar for dollar
0: up to five thousand dollars that means you can get $5,000 free from your company
1: yeah. by literally doing what you should be doing anyways. And you're putting that money in before tax. Yeah. So, so reduce
0: your taxable income. It's like all cheating. It literally is like cheating.
1: Yeah. If you missed anything in this episode, that's it. We will have everything in the <laughs> show notes. Don't you worry about that. We've mentioned a few things. They'll all be there. Either check your preferred podcast app or visit listenmoneymatters.com slash show and please subscribe wherever you normally listen to podcasts. Tell your friends about us. That's how we get listens. We don't really promote this as well as we should. It's all word of mouth, right?
0: Yeah, we we've not really done anything. It's like an accidental join the uh, LMM not army. Not an accident by any means. We yeah.
1: tried very very hard. <laughs> you know what? Join the LMM army. Let's get out there. Let's spread the good word about. Good personal finance, responsible, smart personal finance practices. Let's mm. let's activate. Let's activate the troops. Let's get out there. Yeah, let's make it happen. What do you think? I think that would be awesome. Let's do that. A little street team action.
0: Trying just trying to help people. Yeah, not nine or humble old navy garb. <laughs>
1: just just living life old navy style. That's right. So look, sponsored so, by old navy. Sponsored by old navy, who pays <laughs> us nothing and is such a big company and doesn't give a shit about us. Uh, so, <laughs> tell your friends about us, point them to your favorite episodes, and hopefully they'll become a subscriber and just make the army that much bigger, that much more powerful. If you have any questions or topics you want us to talk about on future episodes of the show, please, for the love of God, email us at listenmoneymatters at gmail.com. We love getting your emails, we love hearing what's going on out there. Everything well, gets read, everything We've gets read, sometimes uh, greened. Yeah. No, that's a stupid uh, it took
0: me a second I was like uh,
1: yeah 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 green. We'll Ult- do green. ultimate dad joke you gotta get you, you know you're gonna have to up <laughs> your game with those dad jokes insect
0: sec just writing that
1: one down yep. okay <laughs> Andrew's working on a book
0: that's right dad jokes that'll make anyone cry in fear <laughs> in seconds.
1: all the tools and resources we normally mention on the show are available at listenmoneymatters.com slash that's it thanks again Later, Andrew. Later, dude. Please tell your friends about this show. <laughs>